Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. So that's super critical. And I think that translates into my memory keeping in that I need some structure to be free within, to be playful inside of. And so I really have gravitated to that from the very beginning. And I just have certain ways of doing things. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 100. In this episode, I'm joined by Stacy Julian to explore her journey as a teacher in our industry, how she nurtures new ideas into big ones, and the timely and important mantra behind her brand new class, Story 52. Hey, Stacy, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Jennifer, it's so fun to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, I am looking forward to our conversation. I know it will be delightful as always. <laughs> Could you share a little bit about yourself for those who may not know anything about you? Oh, I'm a grandma. <laughs> I um I am I've been around for quite a while. Although when I listen to your podcast and listen to guests, I hear a lot of your guests have been scrapbooking a long time. But I started scrapbooking in the mid nineties and um I have just been lucky to do a lot of different things in the industry. And I just love being a scrapbooker. And you probably want to know more about, I live in Spokane, Washington, which is not near Seattle. Everybody asks like, oh, so are you close to Seattle? I'm on the other side of the state. No, you're next next, to Idaho. (laughs) Next exit is Idaho. My daughter goes to school in Idaho. Um, I have five children, four of which are currently adulting in some form or another. So they are out of the nest. And then I have a beautiful daughter who we adopted from Korea and she is 13. Wow. I can't believe you only have one at home now. That's, uh, that's, it's, it's so fun. What a transition. Crazy. (laughs) I think I feel bad for her sometimes. She looks at us and goes, really just you two again. That's it. (laughs) But it's awesome. It's awesome. Well, I am trying to get myself to Spokane, but mostly because Idaho is the only state I've never been to. And I was supposed to go to a conference this coming summer and it's already been moved to virtual. And I'm like, oh, rats, I can't get to go to Spokane. So, Really? Okay. Well, when you come, you have to come. Well, you don't have to stay at my house, but you should come see me. And I would certainly extend the invitation because now I have a lot of empty rooms that I've turned into guest rooms. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I don't know what part of Idaho you're going to, but anyway, you are welcome to come. Uh, you hang know, out literally, with you. I just want to step across the state line so that I can right? say I've been to Idaho. I was in <laughs> Northwest Wy- uh, Montana and I didn't go. I was like five miles away. And I'm like, oh, we'll do it another time. 
Oh, definitely. Okay. Well, make me a part of that. Mark off your, you know, when you check that off your list. I will. I would love to. Thank you. Maybe else. Yeah, of course. So Stacey, what's exciting you right now in memory keeping? We ask this of all of our guests and I love hearing what comes out. It can be a product, an app, a class, a person, an idea, anything at all. I know. And it's so crazy because I listen and I'm like, I'm super not cool. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's exciting me. So I, I just, I, I took a deep breath. And I'm like, yes, you do. You know, what's exciting you. So here's what I do because I really do kind of feel out of the loop and, and I could certainly fix that if I wanted to. Um, but what I do is I go to scrapbook.com scrapbook and I click on what's new in terms of product. Right. Mm-hmm. And I scroll through and I go, Oh, that's a new company or, Oh, I don't know that. So I do. And, and I'm doing some preparation. I'm sure we'll talk about it um, for just ramping up my own page making storytelling. So I'm like, I gotta get some product. Cause I'm a big stash person. I just use what I have. And it just sort of never bothers me because I still have so much. But anyway, getting to the point. I, and you're going to be like, Stacy, how do you not know this? But Elizabeth Crafts, you know about Elizabeth? I can't say that. Elizabeth Crafts. No, I don't they're think out so. Of Colorado. Oh, seriously, I have something new. So they're out of Colorado. And okay, they have some really cool papers. And I'm what I think is that maybe they're new to the paper making side of things. But I just um, purchased two things at scrapbook.com. They have this really cool reminiscence collection, which is it's backgrounds that I would use that, but they're, they're kind of messy, ephemeral, um, mixed media-ish looking, but they're colorful. They've got some that are really colorful, which I think is fun. So I totally put that paper pack in my cart. And then they have this really weird thing. This is kind of outside my comfort zone, but... They have something called Mystical Winter, and mm. I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, it's digital-ish looking, layered looking, but it has like kind of this photography base. So I take so many pictures outside and, and in Spokane. I love going out on a super cold morning when, you know, how the frost is on every single twig of every single branch. Anyway, I have a lot of cool winter pictures, and so this is paper that I want to use on that. That sounds so, so cool. Crafts. That's my first one. Um, yeah, because I just, I never feel like when I listen to your guests, I'm like, I'm super not in the know ever for product, (laughs) but here's another one because here's what I am. I am an apple girl. I love apple meaning not the fruit, but the company. Um, and not long ago I was like, I wish I could go to the apple store. Cause I go routinely, you know, like once or twice a year, just like take a class or sit in on a class or, you know, come up with some reason to go talk to the genius, um, geniuses. But I looked up, Uh, my local store and they have Apple today or they had pre pandemic, they had Apple today classes. Well, I found some really cool videos called Apple today at home. And I mean, there's not a lot of them, but they're really, they're really well done, you know? And there was like one just on taking better pictures with your iPhone. And so um, I just thought that was cool. There's, there's just stuff there that I didn't realize, you know, that I could be taking advantage of. So that's my other pick. Well, I think one thing we don't always talk about is that every every major company out there, they're producing content just like we're producing yeah. content to be really useful. And I think sometimes that those things are underutilized and maybe we're not even getting the most out of our all of our various <laughs> gadgets in our home because we don't realize uh, there is this wealth of information. Yes, yes. 
And I definitely go to Google or just YouTube first, but I never thought, you know, and I tried to, you know how Apple, it's kind of locked down. I mean, in a sense, like I mm-hmm. couldn't see the video was on YouTube. So I think you kind of have to go find it, you know, on the, on the apple.com retail, you know, page. For yeah, your, they like to keep you know. stuff really close to the vest, don't they? <laughs> yes, yes, they do. So anyway, but it was super well done. And, you know, just like this funny host guy talking about how to use portrait mode. And I thought it was really it was just, it was made me laugh. And I thought, that's what I'm going to shoot. I'm going to share that. Nice. So. We will include links to both of those items in the show okay. notes for this episode, which will be able to be found at simplescrapper.com slash SYW100 because this is our 100th <gasps> episode that we're recording today. <gasps> what? <laughs> so that's kind of what's exciting me right now. I'm honored to have you on. And, you know, I, it's, oh I never God. thought when I started podcasting, I'd make it to 100 episodes, but it's, it's cool. I know, right? And do you ever have the thought, because I also have a podcast, do you ever have the thought, how long am I going to do this? <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> I'm having that thought routinely, like, okay, I'm still doing it, like, I still like it, but am I going to do it another year? And, you know, and it's when you hit those big numbers, you're like, okay, wow. And I, anyway, yeah, congratulations. Thank that's you. huge. That, and from me, I'm telling you, it, most sincerely, that's huge because I have an idea of what it takes. <laughs> well, yeah, and that means like that's, that like that's two years, you know, of weekly yeah. episodes. That's a big commitment yes. of life to do anything for two years. I don't think I've stuck with it most is. other habits for two years. So, <laughs> Wait, for sure, me, not. Yes, yes. Well, congratulations. Wow, I kind of feel special. Episode. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. Let's talk about stories. Which, of course, this is going to be Ooh, a theme yeah. of this uh, this episode. Because anytime we talk about Stacy, we talk about stories. But one yeah. thing we do here is to talk about our storytelling bucket list. So some of those bigger stories that feel important. It doesn't mean they're necessarily hard or sad. They can just be a story that's really meaningful that you've not yet told, and you want to make sure it gets mm-hmm. captured. So, Stacey, what is one story on your bucket list? Oh, my gosh. I have so many stories on my bucket list. Um, so I have one in particular I want to finish or wrap up, and that is um, a, a layered – I like to call it an extended story. So it's a base 12 by 12 page, and then it's got a couple different sizes page protectors stacked on top, and I've kind of been working on it. But it's just it's just a COVID-19 story. Mm-hmm. Um and I made a little six by not six by six, little four by four project um, using one of my kits way back in May, um, and I'm so glad I did right because you kind of don't get to tell, you don't get to. There's so many stories in my life that I wait a long time to tell, and I'm okay with that, and I love that advantage of perspective. But I'm so glad I told the beginnings of the COVID experience because it changed so much, you know, over the months. Um, and when I, when I made this first little project, I approached it with just kind of this like novel enthusiasm, like this is kind of fun. You know, we're all in lockdown, you know, and we get to wear masks. And then I'm like, it, you know, then those feelings shifted for me anyway. So my plan is to put that little four by four book in a six by six protector. And that will be the first protector on this layered, you know, story. And so I have just lots of pockets and pages to fill in. And then I've got the the newspaper that came home that Jeff brought home back in March that, you know, the headline is what is COVID-19? You know, and how serious is it? So I've got just some cool things that I want to pull together and and wrap that up for me for, um, for my library. And then I think if I can add one more, just, um, you know, I've been so focused on Addie 
because I take the most pictures of her. That's my daughter. And, um, and then all of a sudden I have this granddaughter and I have this married child and I have a daughter-in-law and I just kind of realized recently, (laughs) I really haven't done much. Like I haven't scrapbooked their wedding, you know? And I, so I have more stories that I want to start telling kind of about this next generation of my immediate family. So looking forward to that as well. Well, and I love how your you, one of your strengths is uh, putting stories into context and finding those threads woven between them. And just it's not just about your daughter-in-law's Lauren, right? So it's not just about she's this addition to your family. It's about this is the next generation and what might come come next and, and all of that connection of it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I think I am far enough out to, that I can. I just it's so fun, too. It's so fun. So anyway. Yes, those are the kind of the stories that I want to start telling more of. That's terrific. Okay, so this next segment is something we're starting new this year. And we, we often talk huh? about personality here. We actually talk about Gretchen Rubin a lot and her four tendencies. But I want yes. to talk to our guests about Myers-Briggs and Enneagram because I think there's so much we can learn about uh, how we operate as memory keepers, how we operate in the world, uh, kind of next to our memory keeping and what we can learn from that about ourselves. So do you know your Myers-Briggs type or your Enneagram type? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I am a huge fan. Not that I'm, you know, super good at talking about them, but so Myers-Briggs, that's something we used. So, I mean, I, years ago at the magazine, you know, in our team, we did so many team building experiences based around Myers-Briggs. So I am an ENFP, which is extroverted, intuitive, feeling, and shoot, what's the P? Perceiving? <laughs> Perceiving, thank you, um, type. Um, and, I mean, do you want me to say something about that? I yeah, don't know. Go and ahead, then, whatever you have. Oh, well, and uh, so, so extroversion, introversion, I definitely need, or I get my energy in the outer world, right? Um, so I need to be with other people. I need to be outside in nature. I need to walk the aisles of Target. I need to experience new and novel just things, you know what I mean? To feel energized and to feel inspired. That's my extroverted part. I'm not crazy extroverted, which I think surprises a lot of people. Um, I drain pretty quickly. So, cause they give you kind of a spectrum and I'm literally just over the midline mm-hmm. on the extroverted spectrum, extroverted, introverted. Um, I'm a, my strongest trait way, way over almost as far as you can get is intuitive. So I'm kind of a big picture person. It's really hard for me not to see the pattern in something or to make a pattern out of something. You know what I mean? For, for in sure. other words, create, create meaning. <laughs> so I think I exhaust my children sometimes like, what do you think that means? And they're like, ma, nothing <laughs> just means this, you know? So, um, so I'm a big meaning seeker and then I'm definitely a feeler and I really need to have the piece speaks to my need to keep my options open. Um, mm. and that drives a couple of my kids crazy. I have some really great stories actually to tell around that where I have some children who need to know when is it going to happen and what is it going to look like? And that's one of the hardest things for me to provide them as a mother. <laughs> 
And I need that door to be closed. I need the options to be decided upon. So, Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but we don't have to do it that way. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I say to my husband. So like he plans amazing vacations and he wants to talk to me for months ahead of time about this or that or this or that. And it's just about it's so draining for me. And so I just listen and I just try really hard not to, you know, tell him, like, just do whatever you know, but so over the years, we've gotten good. Now he knows he can run things by me. I don't care. I trust him to make all the decisions. But when we get there, he knows to build in time for me to be spontaneous and say, let's go, go here or do this or see that. So anyway, I'm curious how your any of this, but in particular, your slight extroversion has felt during the pandemic. Like, have you felt a little like claustrophobic? Like I need to get out and do something and see people. And Oh my gosh. Yes. I need to get out and do something and see people. That's you said it. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I live with my sweet husband who is the exact opposite of me on the Myers-Briggs. Um, and so that means that we make the best team ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but one-on-one, you know, sometimes it's, I'm, you know, I'm sure I speak for him. I'm sure he's just like, oh, you are so exhausting. <laughs> so draining to me. Um, yeah. So it's been challenging for sure. But at the same time, I, I actually have liked how it has, um, you know, played to those weaknesses and given me an opportunity to to be more intentional, uh, you know, in some of my areas of discomfort. So I love the silver lining spin there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. So sure. what about Enneagram? <laughs> you mentioned before we started recording that you just took the test this morning to uh, discover some there. I did. I did it for you. Cause I've heard so many different people. I mean, who's Jonathan who does the good stuff podcast or mm-hmm. the good life. Pod, he talks about it all the time. He has his own personality tests that, that I've actually taken. Anyway, so I did it this morning. I'm a seven. Oh. Um, I'm a pretty strong seven. The enthusiast. And yes. <laughs> and then I can't, I honestly can't remember. I actually have it. I think I saved a little picture on my desktop. Um, but I, I loved the graph they showed you because it was super colorful. So I'm a seven and then my next number is a nine and then I'm a three. Okay. And I don't honestly know a whole lot about what that means. Although I did pay the $19 and print the report. <laughs> so I'm excited to learn about it and it's because of you thank you thank you for being my reason to just make it happen but I love these kinds of like I just love you know these tests and learning more about kind of your tendencies and preferences so well I think so many literally so many of the memes there are today about Enneagram even Myers-Briggs I think it could be it's almost more helpful to see yourself in these examples rather than kind of more abstract descriptions of oh well I kind of resonate with that or I kind of resonate with that but when they give concrete examples of you know, how Enneagram sevens deal with stress or deal with yes. like cheese. I mean, random things sometimes, but it's really helpful to be able to say, okay, well, yeah, I lean more towards that. And yes. just to really gain that knowledge about yourself from it. Yes. Yes. I remember years ago in a team meeting when we were doing Myers-Briggs, she, um, <clears throat> my friend, Kathy Gallant, who who does it, you know, gave us all an example like you're talking about. And mine was someone who, like in the kitchen, and I just started cracking up out loud because it's so me. I literally cannot follow a recipe, meaning without tweaking it in some way. Even if I have all the ingredients, I'm like, yeah, but this might be better. Or, you know, I think I'll double it, but I won't double this. I mean, it's just weird. Like, what? just do what it tells you to do. And I have a really hard time, you know, sticking to the recipe. 
Well, you want to keep your options open. So I want to keep my options open. (laughs) (laughs) I'm seeing one here thing about the the seven that says, as a leader, you bring energy, charismatic, fun ideas, and you're everyone's BFF. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) well, I mean, that sounds good. (laughs) Sure. Sign me up. I'm curious how, I mean, you're your long-term exploration of personality and even maybe these insights this morning, like what does that say to you as, as uh, kind of how has that informed your approach to memory keeping? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, so I need, well, first of all, just let me just say, you know, in teams, because I've, I've worked with teams, I need a really, really good managing editor mm-hmm. <laughs> because I can vision all day long. Um, and talk about the ideas and the possibilities. And right now, like in just in my little, the way I'm working now in the industry, I have, um, I have a virtual assistant who just asks the right questions right at the right time, you know, to kind of pin me down and help me make that decision that I need to make. So that's super critical. And I think that translates into my memory keeping in that I need some structure mm. um, to be free within, <laughs> to be playful inside of. And so I really have, gravitated to that from the very beginning. And I just have certain ways of doing things, um, that, yeah, that I, it's kind of weird. It's, it's kind of super routine, but then it's pretty spontaneous and playful within that, within those rails, if you will. Oh, for sure. Well, and I think having, having some sort of structure really helps you stay on track if you're easily distracted or easily overcommitted. And so you always know what it is you need to do. And then you have that little box that you get to operate in. Even if you're bumping up against the walls, um, you get to really express what you can within that constraint. And then I thought about it since almost since this morning, and this is kind of a new thought for me, which is I'm like, I really like to teach and to, to, I don't know if I call it lead, but you know, to create kind of a community around something. And when I feel accountable to somebody else, mm-hmm. I follow through way better. So I don't know what part of my personality is that, but I was thinking how did, cause you just said, you said, how does your personality in, you know, sort of inform your hobby? And I'm like, oh my gosh, if I am not doing something like creating some kind of content, um, <clears throat> for someone else, I get way less done. Oh, for sure. Well, and maybe maybe the segment needs to include the four tendencies because it sounds like you're an obliger, maybe a little bit of a uh, questioner. Um, 100% obliger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's very little questioning, actually, which is kind of weird because, you know, you think, yeah, anyway. Okay, let's let's transition here. Yeah, okay. So I wanted to have you on the show for a very specific reason. I saw this thing. My friend shared it with me. She's been one of your students for (laughs) such a long time. And my jaw dropped. And I'm like, okay, we should all just go home because Stacey has figured it all out. What? But first, (laughs) let's let's pause and let's catch everyone up with you over the past few years. I'm curious what it was like to sell a business and then kind of redefine your work life. Uh, well, okay, let's, uh, <laughs> even you asking me that question, my feeler comes right to the surface. Um, so I, when I read that question you gave me, I remembered sitting on, um, the end of my bed sobbing and saying to my husband, I'm going to cry thinking about it, <laughs> that I didn't know that I could cry this hard for something not like outside of my family. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? 
Um, <clears throat> so I did not anticipate the pain and, and it was so painful. It was like somebody dying to sell my company. And the thing is, and I think this probably does have something to do with my personality. I didn't think about that until it was done. Like I didn't, I, I'm not good. I'm just super future focused and, and all these things that are going to be good about this transition and good for the company itself and good for the future, you know, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. And then it happened. So I don't mourn until the morning hits me. <laughs> I don't think about what it's going to be like. So it was super, super, super hard. Um, <clears throat> and then I just kind of went into my little cocoon for probably a year. Um, and, and I've always had an interest in family history. So I thought, well, I'm just going to just kind of retreat and, you know, and take this love of stories and creating and explore, um, family history and, and just do some of my personal, you know, history type stuff. Um, I did that for a little while. Um, is that kind of what you're asking? And then, and then it was probably, well, 2017, I think. I, um, I was just being really reflective one day and I just started thinking of all these concepts that I love that I've taught in various ways and forms over the years, always with someone else's product, like photos I love or, you know, or, um, or just this idea of, I used to call it finish line scrapbooking. And then I called it fun and done. And just like, like, they're, like they're specific concepts and specific ways of teaching people, you know, that helps them get things done. Anyway, and that was so weird. I'm like, I'm going to reach out to Close to My Heart because they've just been, you know, I've worked with them over the years. I presented at their events multiple times. So I'm like, I'm just going to be super gutsy and reach out and just say, maybe I'm not done in the industry. Like, maybe I want to create some products. Have you guys ever partnered with anybody? And I came home and opened my email and I had an email from them. Wow. And they were asking me to speak. After five years, they were asking me to speak at their upcoming convention because they were celebrating memories of the past. Or I can't remember. And I was like, this has got to be a sign from the universe, you know? So anyway, for sure, I have a line of product called Story by Stacy with Close to My Heart. And that's, um, yeah, they just allowed me to design. I'm not the designer, clearly, but I get to, you know, direct the designers in creating um, a line of really fun kind of solution-based product kits. So that's been super fun. Um, and then in 2019, I just thought, Maybe I'm not done teaching, <laughs> you know, but, and I, and I had actually, because of close to my heart was invited to then do a couple events. So I was looking forward to some events in 2020. Um, but I thought, what if I did, and it really was, it was early, early in 2019. I just thought 2020, that's a big year, right? Like, and I'm, I love, that's like, I we, all thought. <laughs> we all thought, right. Yeah. But I taught this class back in 2012. I like to play with numbers, you know, I'm just like, I want to do something with the numbers, you know, with the number 12. And so kind of 20 was coming up again. And I'm like, what if I did 20 projects and 20, you know, and it, and it took a lot of, I mean, I think the idea, I want to talk about ideas in a minute, but it, it really sat with me and poked me for a long time. And then I finally like figured out how to use my website, you know, and just, I had, I had a lot of learning to do. And I just decided to launch for the first time in a whole lot of years, you know, online teaching again on my, on my own. I, I didn't write this question down for you, but did it feel different this time? Do you feel like, were you more confident because you've had all this experience and you could kind of take all that and make it even better? Or were there like, were there nerves in it to say, kind of put yourself out there again in a different way that you hadn't in, in a number of years? Yes. So many nerves, so many nerves. Um, but then, but then I would fall back on a sense of like, I can do this. I know I can do it. Mm -hmm. Right. But yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of 
mental hygiene that had to go on. (laughs) So for me to, I had to do some thought work for sure. And, and especially when it comes to promoting, because I never ever ever liked that even back in the magazine days, you know, when, what was promoting (laughs) advertisements, you know, anyway. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, no, it was hard. And, but, but it's been so much fun for me. And, and I think what I forgot, like I was super focused on the like, am I too old or am I out of it? Or, you know, will people still want to take classes from me? Like kind of those questions, you know? But then when I got, once I just got started, I was like, I like the, I just like the people. I just really like teaching, you know, women, making friends. So scrapbookers are just some of the most amazing people. I think it's true. I just taught this awesome class um, in 2020 called 20 in 20. Where, um, yeah, me and a few hundred of my friends tried to make projects all year. And it turned out to just be a really cool, it was exactly what we needed. Because, of course, we didn't know, you know, that we were going to, life was going to cease to exist as we understood it. For sure. <laughs> so. Well, and I, I'm, I've sensed in this, in the kind of just observing your your evolution, your your cocoon and everything that followed from that, that you have been very intentional about finding balance between work and family in this iteration of business. And I'm curious mm-hmm. what advice you might have for some of those who maybe are still trying to achieve that. And I'm kind of, you know, asking for a friend here because sometimes oh. I definitely don't, <laughs> don't feel like I have that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think... I would hate for someone to think that I've got it figured out because I certainly don't, but there is a wisdom that just develops over time. And I think I get better at recognizing what I really want to spend my time doing. Um, and then what I don't want to worry about or what I don't want to feel like I have to be good at. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, like, like kind of an awareness of what's going on in the industry. I think that was that I shouldered that for so long at the magazine and, you know, and now I'm just kind of like sitting in my little office in Spokane doing what I like, you know, and I have no idea if it's cool. I have no idea if it's trendy. I have no idea, you know, I, um, so kind of give myself permission to let go a lot of, of, of a lot of what used to feel maybe heavy or at least expected. Um, and then I don't, I'm super not good at managing people. I love people, but <laughs> you know what I mean, but that's draining for me mm-hmm. and sitting in meetings is draining for me. So I think the most liberating thing has been me because for years I would be so excited. I'd burst into a meeting and be like, you guys, this, we got to do this. I just sense it. I know it. You know, and that's my intuition blowing up. Right. Of course. And, and then for the next three hours, I have to defend it and I have to explain it and I have to, you know, we have to put it in all these different scenarios and, and that's just exhausting for me. So now, I mean, for the last year, I'm just like, I'm going to do this. And nobody says anything. Nobody says, that's a bad idea, Stacey. Or have you thought about this? Or have you thought about this? Because I haven't. And I just do it. <laughs> well, and you've been able to, to, so, to lean on the self-knowledge of your personality, of your strengths, of your weaknesses, yeah. and yeah. really shape your work life around that so that you're not butting up against as many walls and feeling frustration. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. And then the, and the balance thing is my family has shifted and I am a little bit older. And so I do, I do have just, I have a more settled feeling. I guess mm. I want to say this to other women that are my age ish. And I think I'm still the oldest, but you know, but I hope we don't walk away from this because I, I felt like that's what I did. I thought I was just going to kind of go into retirement 
And then I just realized, no, we, you know, those of us that have been around a while and I see it's happening. I mean, as far as I know, people are hanging in there, but, but this is, if, if there's an industry on earth that welcomes age and insight and perspective and wisdom, it's this one, you know? And so I think, um, I have just this sense of, yeah, like I don't have to go after anything necessarily, but I can be who I am and do what I love and continue to share it. Mm. Uh, so sort of the anxiousness is gone, which oh, is for nice. sure. We talk a lot here about seasons of life. And I think having that perspective and that wisdom of, of folks in all different seasons of life, we can share, but, but having those who've been there is so valuable to say, you know, it may feel like stressful and tight right now, but it, it does shift and change over time and you'll have mm-hmm. more freedom and more of that settled feeling and more confidence yep. as, as you get older and have, yep. have the experiences to lean on. So in one of our first conversations, and we've hinted here about ideas, we talked always, we talked about always having way more ideas than time. And so how do you grow an idea into something more? How do you just take this thing that's like, ah, we have to do this and then actually turn that into something you can act on and that people would get excited about? Well, if it's okay, I want to reference a quote that I love because the first time I read it, I was like, oh my gosh. So it's, it's Elizabeth Gilbert and it's in the big magic book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit long, but I'm going to, I'm not going to read all of it, but this, this for me describes, okay. Anyway, she just talks about ideas are disembodied energetic life forms. They're completely separate from us, but capable of interacting with us. albeit strangely ideas have no material body, but they do have a consciousness and they most certainly have will. Ideas are driven by a single impulse to be made manifest. And the only way an idea can be made manifest in our world is through collaboration with a human partner. I think that's so cool. Yeah, um, cool. It is only through a human's efforts that an idea can be escorted out of the ether and into the realm of the actual. Therefore, ideas spend eternity swirling around us, searching for available and willing human partners. And then I skip a a big chunk, but it says the idea will organize coincidences. This is where it's important for me. Organize coincidences and portents to tumble across your path, to keep your interest keen. You will start to notice all all sorts of signs pointing you towards the idea. Everything you see and touch and do will remind you of the idea. The idea will wake you up in the middle of the night and distract you from your everyday routine. The idea will not leave you alone until it has your fullest attention. And then in a quiet moment, it will ask, do you want to work with me? I think that's so cool. <laughs> and for me, that is exactly how, so I, there are so many ideas swirling all the time, but the, the most persistent ones, right? And as soon as an idea starts to organize, like she said, coincidences, and I start to see it in different places, then I go, oh, wait a second, pay attention, Stacy, slow down, you know? Um, and then at that point, I usually open up the notes app on my phone and I type the idea. And then I just like type random thoughts. Um, and then I just start building like maybe an outline. I don't know what to call it, you know? But I start highlighting More the organized ideas. Are most important. Yeah, I'm kind of or, yeah, kind of organizing it and seeing yeah. So um, so that's that's it for me. It's but I just I I can feel it's 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 an energy. I think that's what I like about the way she talks about it. 
there's an energy that just sort of builds um, till the point that it doesn't matter if I'm doing laundry or driving or doing dishes or Addie's talking to me. And then she's like, mom, you're not listening. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's because it's that idea is percolating. Is it's, yeah, it's percolating. So, uh, you know, when it, when it gets to that level, then I know I have to do something with it. And then I just start to organize it without expecting this. a lot of it. I don't expect a lot of it in the beginning. I just let it get organized first. I think sometimes that's where I, I fail is that I expect a lot of the idea and then (laughs) I've had to learn to, to pause on it and, and find out some ideas that sound amazing at the beginning realize, Oh, well that's totally impractical or, you know, what if we need to do this at 10% of scale of your initial idea in order to make it feasible? And, um, right. Whereas I used to be more, let's act on the idea and announce it to the whole world that this is the idea and this is what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I don't announce it for a long time. It, it really does sit with me for a long time before. Yeah. I think sometimes my ideas feel super spontaneous, but most of them are not. They've been percolating a while. Well, I love this in, in the quote about uh, the signs that you'll notice. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. in terms of, of memory keeping ideas as, as instructors, teachers, content creators, it's when we have this kind of abstract idea that might be related to like format or product or, or function or something, when we connect, can connect mm-hmm. that to an actual story, that's what makes it really real for us. And to mm-hmm. say, oh, this is, this is valuable. This sounds fun. Um, I can take this, you know, weird collection of supplies and organization and then actually attach that to a story that I want to tell. Yes. Yeah. So this year, it is now 2021 when this episode will go live. You are teaching okay. an updated version of your photo freedom class. And you've also launched this brand new year-long class <laughs> called Story 52. <laughs> So before yes. I gush about why this is so amazing and why I wanted to <laughs> drop the mic and just walk off, or why, I felt like you dropped the mic, um, oh, so I want to hear in your words, what makes this class different and special? Mm. Well, you asked that question, and I'm like, gosh, I don't know. It's just an idea, right? That just wouldn't leave me alone. But you're forcing me to, to maybe, um, yeah, to express it. I, I mean, I think it's inviting. Um I think it's inclusive and, and I just, I think it's super fun. So it's, it's not, it's not a class about telling anybody how to scrapbook or telling them products to use or even giving them really much of a, an end goal. It's, it's just a little bit of a framework that I think is pretty dang universal for people who like to tell stories. Okay. And what is the core of this framework? Um, so it's a set of cards and it's, it's, I call it a story deck and there's 25 cards and there are four kinds of cards and it's, it's like a game. (laughs) So I, and, and the idea was honestly just for me, you know, and then in the beginning, I'm like, I just need, I really have been, I think cause I spent the whole last year really focused on standalone projects. I started to miss just sitting down, like you just talked about, you know, organizing all of the bits and pieces into a page. Um, I started to miss page making and I'm kind of a, how do you say it? Fits and starts kind of person. Like, you know, like I'm totally okay setting some aspect of my storytelling aside for months and maybe years and then picking it back up. And, you know, and that's my structure kind of allows me to do that, but I've been missing just page making. Um, anyway, so I just thought, 
maybe I could, you know, maybe I could teach a class. And honestly, I like, I totally love photo freedom. I think it's a killer class. It's not super fun for me to teach <laughs> because it's a lot, you know what I mean? It's, it's a lot of questions and helping people find answers and Especially when it comes to the tech part of it, because it always naturally, even if you have a structure, it always leads to the tech and everyone's tech is so different. So I can, I can see that for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And so I love, I mean, I love, you know, when people, it starts to come together and there's some results and people start to feel that liberating, you know, but, but I mean, it's hard um, and it's heavy and it's anyway. So I just thought I need something to go alongside photo freedom, you know, that will keep me up and happy and doing this thing. Cause I don't want to wait till after I'm done teaching photo freedom to, you know, to, anyway. So that was kind of the, it's always selfishly motivated with me. <laughs> I'll just say that out loud. I'm like, what do I need? You know? And then I try to create something fun and then, and then sometimes I share it. So uh, anyway, so it's a deck of cards and I'm just going to deal myself a hand. So I'm going to deal myself four cards, one in each of the categories. Um, And the first category of cards is actually category. So it's kind of a general bucket of maybe subjects or topics for pages, right? And then the next category is called start here. Like once you know it's going to be a story about people, uh, maybe people you love, you know, then where are you going to start? Well, you could start with, you know, design. You could start with words. You could start with a sketch, you know, and and then the next category or the next bucket, the next type of card is say it with, like, how are you going to approach the actual words on your page? And then the last category is go wild. Like, how are you going to make this fun and playful? So I figure, you know, if I deal myself for, for these four cards, it's not telling me what to do, but it's kind of telling me how to approach it. Um, and I, I just think it's, going to be fun. So it, it, it's just, it's weekly. It's just, it's a, it's once a week. Um, you know, it's a blog style classroom at stacybillion.com. And so you're just basically going to get an email that says, look, here's the hand that Stacy played, you know, here's her page. And now you get to either, you can be inspired by that, but I don't really see myself as like the kind of scrapbooker that people are like, Oh, our pages are so great. You know? <laughs> so it's more about deal yourself a hand and see what you get. And then, so it's more about creating a community kind of around this this game, you know, and then just sharing the results. So, well, I was just, I was blown away at this idea and I couldn't think of anything that would really just was more you. It's just so colorful and simple (laughs) and clever. And I was like, of course, like this is, this is, this is, of course, this is what Stacey was going to do next. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I guess kind of extending on this though, we, there's, it's not like there's a lack of ways to tell stories or there's no lack of inspiration out there. Why sure. do you think having these kind of rails is so needed, particularly maybe in this, in this day and age? Mm. Well, <laughs> because of the, every, there's everything. We have every option all the time, all day long, 24 mm-hmm. seven, you know, but I think specifically, I, um, I think it's an antidote. I mean, we've just lived through a very heavy year and we just need to have more fun and we're tired. I am. I'm tired of overthinking (laughs) I mean, about everything, you know, just life and what's next and politics and, you know, issues in my country and all of these things. And so I just feel like story 52 is, it's kind of just going to be a chance to connect around creativity. And, and it was funny, I was making, you know, I had, I wanted to get, I was, I was kind of working on launching this class and then, uh, and I kind of had a deadline for myself, which I'm really good at pushing deadlines, 
but then, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure you'll remember, but our community came together in a really cool way around um, Elizabeth uh, Karchner and, mm-hmm. and, you know, when her husband passed. And so I just heard about this opportunity to do this auction. And I just thought, I just, I want to include story 52. I want to give away some seats in this class or not give them away, but auction them off, you know? And so I had to really quickly get, get my class description up and get a little video on my website. And so I literally had 15 minutes before my daughter was going to walk in the door. And I'm like, I am going to do a one take wonder. I'm going to stand in front of my computer and I'm going to record whatever comes out of my mouth. And I don't want it to be longer than a minute. And I think it ended up being a minute, 14 seconds or something. So I was talking fast, you know, and, um, and, and it was so funny the very end, I'm like, and it was not even written. It was so funny. You know, it just came out and I was like, wow, that was pretty dang good. And I was like, done. But the very <laughs> last thing I said was, this is your ticket to more fun in 21. Mm. That was not something I had ever thought about this class, but that came out of my mouth. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what this is. We just survived 2020, you guys. <laughs> we need more fun in 21 for sure. Let's more fun in 21. Let's just take what we know we love to do, do it in our own unique way. That's what I love about you and your community and your podcast. Do it your way. Just do it with some structure so that we can come together and say, oh my gosh, what did you, you know, what was your what was your hand that you dealt and what was yours and, and learn from each other. Um, so it just gives us a place to gather something to gather around, if you will. Well, I think this idea of playfulness in our hobby has always been important. It's of course, even more important now. Um, Mm -hmm. and you're certainly someone I associate with that word of, of play. And and when we taught art and science, we talked a lot about that. You have always taken this approach to your hobby. I'm curious about other ways that you bring play into your memory keeping and your life. Maybe someone who just Mm -hmm. needs an extra little twist to Mm. their everyday to, to, to see things from a new perspective. Mm. Um, well, I think my first answer has to be color. <laughs> because it's just so visceral for me. Um, but color is how I, I mean, people walk into my house and they're like, whoa. <laughs> you know? And it's, I don't even think it's that colorful. But um, I just think there's so much about life that's brown. And I don't want to pick on Costco. But like I go to Costco and I don't want Costco furniture. Okay. I mean, no offense to anyone who has bought furniture at Costco because I have, right? But they're they're trying to please the masses. They're trying to put something out there that 98% of their shoppers will be like, yeah, that could work in my house, right? And for me, I just want, I just want it to be more unique than that. And so for, I just, in my life and in my memory keeping, that's what I try to be. I try to just be me. And it's more than not, more often than not, not going to be cool. It's not going to be trendy, and I just give myself permission to do it anyway. Um, and I think that just feels playful. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, <laughs> but, but that's, again, that's lovely. I think yeah. that's a lesson that we all should marinate on ourselves for 2021. Uh, there's been a lot of, you know, we've all kind of had to follow the herd this year and do the same mm-hmm. things. And where can you inject that little bit of extra spirit of authenticity yeah. into into your yes. year so that it feel so you finally feel more like you again. Yes. I love that. You said that so much better than I did. <laughs> and then I have to just say one more thing that I do and 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 this comes from teaching and, and just interacting, you know, online with the community, but I just love people. I just love people and I hate that we've been masked for an entire year. And I don't know when this episode goes live if we're still gonna have to be masked. I'm guessing probably yes for a while in some places. 
but I just miss people's smile so much. Um, but I just decided to be the weird one. And there, and Elizabeth Gilbert has this other quote, and I should look it up and send it to you, but it's something about just be weird, just decide to be the weird one. But so I needed to be at the post office first thing this morning because I had a bunch of stuff to mail. And I was so proud of myself that I got there at nine o'clock when it opened. And there were already eight women in the lobby waiting for the door to open, right? Wow. <laughs> and I just walked in and I was like, kudos to you guys. Like, I'm so impressed that you are at the post office on time. I know what that took. Way to go. And they just looked at me like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) And then one of them said something like, yeah, you know, and then someone said something else, you know, and, and it's not like we all had some great conversation after that, but I just want to be the icebreaker. I'm just super done not seeing people smile and not having conversations. So, um, that's kind of what I want to (laughs) do. I feel like I've had to learn how to smile harder with my eyes. Uh, yes. Yes, I'm like, for can, sure. I'm smiling I, with my eyes. Can you tell? <laughs> uh-huh. 100%. So can you share where people can find Story 52? Is there any kind of deadline for registration? Um, there's not. In fact, I'm going to, if you want to, Jennifer, and you can cut this out if you don't, but I'm going to send you a promo code for your listeners to use for Story 52. Oh, um, that's so generous. Thank but, you. Yeah, it'd be fun. So just stacyjulian.com. Um, and, and I don't have the most, the easiest website to navigate. I mean, it's not hard, but you kind of have to look for courses at the top and then you have to wait for the little drop down thing to open. Um, but the, yeah, but it's called story 52 and you just sign up right there and, and that's the classroom. It's a blog style password protected classroom. So it's easy to get to. Um, and yeah, that's it. Easy. Well, we will include the direct link in the show notes for the episode too. Thank you. Any Thank other, you. anything else new or secret that you want to oh. share? <laughs> Gosh, I don't think so. I other think ideas I you have through, percolating? Oh, other ideas. Uh, well, I mean, I, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I understand. I'm good. I have a few things that are swirling, but, uh, but I gotta, I gotta see if I can get through these two, you know, first and, and keep up with those, with those deadlines. But I understand. Yeah. I'm super excited. So thanks for having me on. That's, I just appreciate your friendship and the the camaraderie that I, I just think, I hope our industry is unique in that way. I don't know. Cause I've not really been a part of another industry, but I think it is. I think there is a uniqueness there. Um, yeah. that there is just, we all want to lift each other up and we all want to, you know, kind of share our twist on how we can enjoy this hobby more, make it more joyful and easy. And, you know, whether you're, we're talking about the, like the Prima instructors who create the most intricate, beautiful layouts that you have to put in like a four inch shadow box to, to folks like Kathy who make beautifully simple pages and cards, you know, we're all, we all just want to do our thing and inspire folks along the way. Yes. Uh, Yes. Very well said. True. Well, Stacey, thank you so much for your time and all that you have contributed to the industry. I'm so looking forward to having more fun in 21 with you. (laughs) And to all of our listeners, please remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. If you like the podcast, you'll love being a member. When you join, you'll get access to weekly Zoom crops, bi-monthly retreats, and a huge content library. You can head over to simplescrapper.com slash membership to learn more and join our creative community.